The human brain is a complex organ. It drives how our body feels, responds, and comprehends. But there are ways to manipulate it. When we post on social media and watch the likes come in, it lights up the same part of our brain that's triggered by addiction. We feel good, but soon enough, we need more. Now mix that posting pleasure with the mind of a criminal, and you've got a combo police love. We might not like people who overshare, but the police do. On this week's countdown of criminals busted by social media, I've got the number one spot, and it is a monster. It involves the takedown of a very dangerous man with a twist and conspiracy to top it all off. Hey, all you weirdos. Welcome to Crime Countdown, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Ash. And I'm Elena. Every week we'll highlight 10 fascinating stories of history's most engaging and unsettling crimes, all picked by the Parcast Research Gods. This episode, we're counting down the top 10 criminals busted by social media. I think Elena and I have like very different relationships with social media. <laughs> Putting it lightly. Yeah, definitely. It's different because I grew up with it almost my entire life. And I think that's why I feel sometimes like I just can't escape it. That's a perfect way to say it. That's exactly it. Yeah. Because like you said, you have always had it. You have never not had it. I didn't always have social media or the internet in my life. There was a time where I was not connected to anything and existed and thrived just fine. So I think like elder millennials see kind of both sides of the coin. Like we know we can live without social media just fine. Right. But we like it because we got it at an age where it was fun to get. Exactly. But unfortunately, society has kind of made it impossible to live without it. Like we can't go back to those days, which like kind of stinks in my opinion. I know. Sometimes I want to because it's like one of the main things that gives me pause about social media is the fact that pretty much anyone can track your every yes. move. I always have to think twice about like posting something. Like yeah. if I'm still at the place where I'm posting, I try to wait until afterwards because it's little cautions like that. You just have to take to be smart about it. That's actually really smart. <laughs> Thank a, you. That's a really good tip from Ashkel. Thanks. Just saying. Because it's easy to forget that you can pretty easily and very unknowingly leave a literal breadcrumb trail to your location just by posting something that feels innocuous. That's what happened to Kim K when she got robbed. Y yeah, she posted a photo, what of that, like giant ring and was mm -hmm. like, look at my pretty ring that you can't afford. And, and then like people posted saw her it. location all over. And boom, boom, boom. It led to that. And you wouldn't think it. No. But it becomes scary. It does. But I guess also the silver lining is that authorities, on yes. the other hand, <laughs> can use it the same way. Double-edged sword. Right. And they use it to their advantage. And obviously they can catch criminals, as we will definitely see in number one. Yes. Well, Elena has five criminals busted by social media, and so do I. But neither of us knows who the other has, so this could get interesting. Let's start the countdown. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling 
wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. Search To Die For in your podcast app to follow the show. Ten. I'll start us off with number ten. London drug dealer Junior Francis. Despite denying that he was involved in drugs or had any money, police discovered Junior had posted some pics on Instagram that threw all his denials in the toilet and led to a full confession. We love to see it. (laughs) Junior apparently had been posting Instagram pics while holding wads of cash and thousands of dollars just sitting on his kitchen table. Don't post money, everybody. We've no. all seen money. <laughs> we know what it looks like. And it's also Don't do it. It's a number one a bad idea because like you're probably gonna get robbed. And it's also just like very cringy. <laughs> it, it's a bad look in every way, and it puts you in a lot of danger. It really does. In one pick, he's holding the money up to his face like a cell phone. Stop. Which can be interpreted as, "Hey, I deal drugs using my phone and make a lot of money doing it." <laughs> That's exactly what I would interpret that as. He'd also caption these photos with lyrics from rappers Notorious B.I.G. and Method Man, including one under a pick of thousands in cash that said, "Everything I got, I work hard for it." See, I doubt that, but I'm not gonna hate on the captions because, wow, that's pretty great. <laughs> I love it. I love you. I love you. And you know what? Uh, Work is maybe not the word to use since investigators said Junior used bullying and intimidation to run his drug business. Yeah, that's loosely right there using the word work. That's very loosely using that word. Police raided Junior's home in 2015. They found about $10,000 in cash in U.S. money and $111,000 worth of heroin in U.S. money. What? That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money and a lot of heroin. I would think so. They also found evidence of his cash flow and connection to street-level dealers in London on his cell phone. Junior denied all the charges at first, but eventually admitted to his crimes, since, you know, the evidence was all over the place. It was right there. (laughs) He posted it. He's like, yeah, sorry, I thought I had you guys blocked on IG. I thought I was using my Finsta. I know what that is. Girl, get it. (laughs) He was sentenced to six years in prison. Detective Constable Matthew Clark, who worked the case, said, quote, From start to finish, he denied having any money or dealing drugs, but was ultimately undone by his vanity, taking selfies and boasting on social media. Wow. What a squid. (laughs) Womp womp. At number nine is James Tyndall. James is an Oregon man who, rather than completing a drug treatment program, among other conditions, for a 2010 robbery charge, he went on the run, became a fugitive, and stupidly, an active social media user. Why? 
Well, I'll tell <laughs> you all about it. For his robbery charge, James originally pleaded guilty, but managed to evade jail time by agreeing to drug rehab programs as part of a plea. But instead, he decided to flee the state of Oregon where he was sentenced. That's different. That's that's, that's not exactly that's what they different. said to do. One of these things is not like the other. He passed go. Is that what they say in Monopoly? <laughs> yeah, you collect, you collect your money and you pass go. Yeah, Monopoly. Monopoly. Well, where most fugitives from the law would lay low, maybe change their identity, pretty much avoid being found at all costs, James had a different idea, like all the smart guys do. James. James the genius. We know him. James the genius wrote taunting messages about his parole officer and the sentencing judge on Facebook. You gotta get those laughing emoji likes. You do. That's what you gotta do. And this is what he would get them for. He posted things like, catch me if you can. You are not Leo. No. And called himself, quote, the one who got away, which <laughs> that is a little bit funny. <laughs> it's actually pretty fun. The best Facebook post, though, had to be where he literally wrote, I'm in Alabama. Honey. Check, he might as well have just checked into Alabama. Just check in to the state of Alabama. Yeah, here I am. And according to the Oregonian, quote, posted a sonogram of his unborn son that showed the name of the county general hospital in Alabama where it was taken. End quote. Like, this guy is everything. I'm laughing too wow. hard to even get through it. James. But here's what happened. A nationwide arrest warrant was signed so he could be pursued across borders as his parole officer monitored his online behavior. He was caught, arrested, and placed in front of the same judge who sentenced him to Ooh. two and a half years in prison. Awkward. <laughs> Very awkward. He was also ordered to pay back the plane fare authorities forked out to fly him back, which is amazing. <laughs> this story is my favorite thing ever. I feel like that's also just like it belongs on like the Florida man countdown. Oh, it does. Like, that's phenomenal. I'm in Alabama. <laughs> Here I am. Eight. Number eight on our countdown of criminals busted by social media is self-proclaimed prankster Darren Stinson. We say self-proclaimed because the stunts he pulled using a pellet gun and posted to Instagram were jokes to him, but weren't very funny to a lot of people, including Philadelphia police. Yeah, the cops don't usually like pranks. Yeah, they weren't in on it. No sense of humor. <laughs> 21-year-old Darren, who you'd think is old enough to know better, I don't know. I don't know, maybe that's just me. Eh, 21 is still young. He ran a cruel Instagram prank account called Funniest in Philly. So original. Yeah, hilarious. Also, when you're naming yourself Funniest, automatically out. Yeah. You're automatically out. That's like out. nicknaming yourself. The pranks involved fake drive-by shootings using a pelican that he'd film and then post on social media. Yeah, see how funny that is? Yeah, I don't get it. Not at all. I don't get the punchline, I don't sir. get it. You're not the funniest. In one prank, he held someone at gunpoint and ordered them to put something in his car trunk. Another prank involved terrorizing someone with a small child. Okay, that's not a prank. That's just like legitimately messed up. Can we all get together and kick Darren in the shins yes. together? Let's form a line, single file, everyone. We can open the car door on his shins. We're going to do that. Like, get a real job, Darren. What are you doing? Do something. What are you doing? Leave small children alone. He pretended to shoot at one man who literally fell to the ground in fear that he was really about to be killed. My goodness. I don't think anyone's laughing yet. I'm certainly not. I'm not even hearing a chuckle. No. Nothing. His own father spoke out disapprovingly against the account and his behavior. 
Darren was arrested mainly because two victims filed police reports. He faces aggravated assault and robbery charges. He maintains that the trouble with the law is an overreaction, and he wasn't actually committing any crimes. Maybe he isn't old enough to actually know better. Like, what? I mean, I said 21 was young in the beginning, but I didn't know he was doing all of this. 21 is very old enough to know you should that this know is better. not okay. You should know better. Darren responded to the backlash saying, quote, All of this is jokes. Is jokes. K, Darren. Yikes. K, Darren. But one Philly resident told the local NBC news station that he thinks police helped Darren himself by arresting him, saying, quote, somebody's going to really harm him. If the cops don't get a hold of him, somebody's going to harm him if he's running around doing that. Yeah, I mean, you're putting yourself in a dangerous situation, too, because somebody could claim, like, self-defense if they think your gun is real. Absolutely. And if you're attacking, like, me with a small child or something like that, someone's going to come to your rescue. At number seven this week is Washington, D.C. burglar Rodney Knight Jr. Like James from number nine, Rodney also turned to Facebook when he decided to brag about his crime. Rodney's flex, though, was that he posted about the robbery from the victim's own Facebook account. What? But his arrogance ultimately cost him his freedom. Man. Yeah. In December of 2010, 19-year-old Rodney Knight Jr. broke into the home of a Washington Post reporter. He did not know this detail. (laughs) And the reporter eventually blogged about the entire break-in. I love the 21st century. Wow. Seriously. It could only happen now. It could only happen now. And also, it happened in broad daylight while everyone was at school and work. So everyone luckily was safe from the mayhem. Well, that's good. Rodney stole pricey items, mainly from the reporter's 15-year-old son. He stole his laptop, an iPod, and cash. That's just mean. It's also just like so creepy that he was like, yeah, let me head into this teenager's room. I bet that's where all the good stuff is. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, you're in an adult's house. Right. Like you don't steal things from there. You're really like, you want to go for this kid's stuff. You think that's where the big ticket items are? And then you sign into this kid's account to like, to be like, ha ha, I bested this 15 year old. So creepy. Then he decided to get real bold, or funny, or stupid, or all of those things, I guess. He logged into the son's computer and posted a selfie with the stolen items on the teen's Facebook account. How? How? Like, are you preparing for your mugshot? I'm confused. The neuron graveyard that is, like, (laughs) just all over this countdown is truly outrageous. We mourn. We We mourn for the brain cells that are not here. We've gathered you here today for this very (laughs) reason. This is a memorial service. Well, there's more to this. So the reporter said that his son found the use of his account a bigger violation than the thefts because social media accounts are like really personal, I guess. They are. I mean, yeah, that would bum me out. Yeah, it's a violation of privacy. One D.C. police officer called Rodney the most stupid criminal (laughs) I've ever seen. But, you know, I don't think he's listened to this entire list yet. I was going to say, you ain't heard nothing yet. Are you listening, sir? Did you hear about James in Alabama? (laughs) (laughs) I'm in Alabama. Well, his Facebook stunt helped police out tremendously, and Rodney was arrested just a few weeks later. He pleaded guilty to charges of second-degree burglary and an unrelated charge of carrying a gun without a license. He was sentenced to 44 months in prison. Wow, Rodney. A wild tale. Six. 
Also on our list at number six is social media influencer turned con artist Kayla Massa. Kayla was a YouTuber who had over 400,000 followers between her channel and her Instagram account. Instead of using her influence for good, she masterminded an enormous financial fraud scheme, robbing some of those followers out of millions. She sounds great. She sounds like the worst. The content on Kayla's YouTube page was like normal stuff, challenges, Q&As, etc. You know, YouTube stuff. She even had popular videos on how to sell your clothing. But over on her Instagram account, she posted something a little off-brand. Oh, God. On her Instagram story, she posted, quote, If you're from South Jersey, have a bank account, and trying to make some quick, easy money, direct message me. Hello. Red flag. I was... Red flag. Like, Red flag. If I saw that, I'd be like, oh, so you're scamming people out of their money. I'm going to go ahead and swipe yeah, to the next story. Like, no, like that's slapping somebody in the face with a red flag. But it worked, I guess. Yes, because influencer. Her fans also were mostly under 18 years old and obviously were very impressionable. Like, oh, that's sad. They just trusted her blindly. Add that she offered to help them make thousands, so it's easy to see how this happened and these kids fell for it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think this is a perfect time to say, tell your kids that when it comes to money, especially online or on the phone or in any of these social media things, mm -hmm. Red flags. As soon as somebody's asking for money, saying they're going to make you a ton of money. You don't have any. No one's going to make you a ton of money. It's not going to happen. No. Not going to happen. And let them know that. It's the same thing as letting your kids know that adults never need a kid's help. Exactly. It's important. Don't get in that white van no matter what. Don't even talk to the person with the white van. No. Kayla is Instagram's white van. Don't get in there. <laughs> she is. Just don't do it. Run away and scream as loud as you can from Unfollow. your computer. Hit that smash that unfollow button. <laughs> I'll buy you a new phone. Do. It's fine. Well, this is how it worked. When someone responded to this, Kayla would ask for their banking info, another red flag. And once she had it, she blocked them and deleted the messages between them. That is cold. Yeah, that's terrifying. She then used their bank info to create fake checks with real business info and cashed them, draining accounts before the checks were discovered fraudulent. This is so intense. Couldn't she have just done like an ad read or something? Yeah, do something, man. Like, don't, just don't do this. Don't steal from people. In just over a year and a half, she stole $1.5 million from various people and businesses who have since recovered their losses. Wow. Of course, she's a social media star who did what any influencer would do. She and nine accomplices bought expensive clothes and other items with the money and bragged on social media. All 10 involved have been charged. Oh, reminds me of the bling ring. It really does. Bye, Kayla. All right, my favorite so far is James. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm still in, in Alabama. Alabama. Yes. Oh my God. I'm, I'm we get still each there. Other. I'm still there with him. I'm staying out here in Alabama <laughs> with James. Kayla was... I need to know how old Kayla was. Kayla is... That is so cold and calculating well, that, what she was doing. That's the thing. I'm like, are you like a teenager? Because I'm terrified. <laughs> or is it this like an orphan scenario? Yeah. Where we're going to find out you're like a 60 year old person who's just like hiding. I'd rather that. Honestly. I'm also terrified for what is about to come. Yeah, because so far I'm really terrified. Massive spiders, fierce crocodiles, violent kangaroos. 
With all of the dangers lurking within Australia, one species remains feared above the rest. Humans. Hi listeners, it's Alastair from Parcast, and I'm hosting a new Spotify original called Crime Down Under. Every Sunday on Spotify, take a trip to the oldest continent for some of the most shocking true crime cases in modern history. Featuring a compilation of episodes from shows across Parcast Network, Crime Down Under exposes the vicious serial killers, mysterious disappearances, and terrifying crime families whose stories still stop Aussies dead in their tracks. From the beaches and deserts to the cities and suburbs, the land down under may be vast, but the horrors are hiding around every corner. Catch a new episode of Crime Down Under every Sunday. Listen free only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Five. All right, let's jump back in with number five on our countdown of criminals busted by social media. Starting off the second half of our list is Ohio criminal Andrew Markham. Andrew was a wanted man in 2015, so the Butler County Sheriff's Office posted about him on its Facebook page. And then Andrew himself commented on that post. It ended as well as you think it did for Andrew. So, Andrew was wanted for burglary, assault, and abduction, according to the local NBC. gosh. (laughs) And that's according to the local NBC affiliate, WLWT. Now, this is what alerted the public. The sheriff's office posted on their social media trying to get any information and tips anyone may have on his whereabouts, because obviously he's pretty dangerous. Yeah. But it was Andrew, like I said, who decided to comment on the post, quote, I ain't tripping. Half of them don't even know me, end quote. Also, I've never said I ain't tripping in case anyone couldn't tell. I, I also am like, yeah, I don't know you. And like, I do don't. they need to know you to get you in cuffs? Like, is I don't it, think so. Is that a requirement? They know your name and what you did wrong. I think that's all they need. I feel like you commenting on this post about your arrest tells me all I need to know about you. So you would think that Andrew commenting is your favorite part of this story, but here's your actual favorite part. The sheriff replied to him yes, and said, yes. if you could stop by the sheriff's office, <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be great. It's like, you know that he was just like on lunch, like, you know what, you little crap face? Like, if you could just come on by. It's very office space of him. That'd be great. (laughs) It is. That'd be great. Per my last email. (laughs) Now, to one up Andrew's social media taunts, the sheriff then took to Twitter, first tweeting, quote, we are close to you, Markham. Soon you will have a new place to live. See you soon. Wow, the petty. That was followed by a tweet of a picture of an empty jail cell saying, Hey, Andrew Markham, we've got your room ready. This, I I love, this just made me have like, a, I'm like, I feel alive. 
I'm gonna go I follow that guy alive. on Twitter. That's amazing. That's also exactly what Twitter is for. It's literally just for trolling. And yeah. the sheriff got that memo. He did. He understood the assignment, <laughs> as the young people say. As the youth say. The sheriff figured Andrew liked the attention of social media, so he used it against him. Smart. And with the help of tips and detective work, he was arrested. But there's more shade to this. Oh, we didn't stop? I more love shade, it. more tea. The sheriff then added a picture of Andrew's oh mugshot online with a caption saying, Andrew, quote, will be off Facebook temporarily because there's no social media access in the Butler County Jail. He's turned himself in. Okay. Sheriff. The petty. Sheriff. I love it. Like, Mr. Petty. I strive. I strive. I do. Wow. Andrew's father did speak out and say that he didn't approve of his son's behavior, but he does still love him. That's really nice for you. <laughs> now, this story clearly went viral with a lot of people ridiculing Andrew, but also some people were like praying for him and wishing for his healing and also hoping that he reforms. But okay, okay. <laughs> I feel like that's very on brand for Facebook users. I, I was going to say very Facebook. Thoughts and prayers, Andrew. Yeah, that's 100%. Four. Landing at number four this week is Ramon Olaranya Abbas, better known as Hush Puppy, or just Hush to his millions of followers. Shh. To look at Hush Puppy's Instagram, you'd think he was a self-made wealthy man living in Dubai, with posts showing him wearing luxury brands and standing next to expensive cars. In reality, he was a prominent figure in a massive international fraud case. This is yet another case where if it looks too good to be true on social media, it probably is. It always is. Again, yeah. Kayla wasn't always. the only white van of social media. No, there are white vans everywhere. It's a sea of white vans. Lurkin. You have to go look for that Nissan Altima. <laughs> I don't know. That seems innocuous, okay. I, I suppose. It does. Ramon had an enormous Instagram following, over 2.4 million. Who doesn't love to look at luxury lifestyles and just dream about having that, you know? I follow so many accounts like that. Yeah, I mean, I love it. Who doesn't love Zillow it? Zillow gone wild. Oh, that's the greatest. I know. He'd post pics with captions like, Thank you, Lord, for the many blessings in my life. Continue to shame those waiting for me to be shamed. Uh, what? I feel like that was like a very lopsided caption. It was like, Thank you, Lord, for all my blessings, but shame all those other people. Look, whoa. I'm like, I don't think that's what we're supposed to be doing here. That escalated quickly. But it was all fake. Ramon actually ran, quote, business email compromise schemes with another man, Alolacon Jacob Ponle, known as Mr. Woodbury on Instagram. Miss I need to know more about that. I, where did it come from? Why? Why? Why'd you choose it? Mr. Woodbury also posted tons of pics that showed off his wealthy lifestyle with captions like, quote, stop letting people make you feel guilty for the wealth you've acquired. What? I can't even get this Like, why would you post I that on social even. media? Just stop me. Don't feel guilty about it, man. It's like, you obviously don't. I don't need your advice. It's Just cool. Live your life. Post your Gucci shades and live. <laughs> and move on. The issue was they were guilty of scamming those fraudulent email recipients into wiring millions of dollars into their personal bank accounts. Ramon claimed to be a real estate developer on his account, but would use code words to communicate his scheme to those in the know. Oh, I love a good code word. Imagine being in the know of that. Imagine Ramon texting you the duck flies at midnight. <laughs> I would, I'm out. 
Of course, when you flaunt it, you draw tons of attention, including suspicious police. Oh, yeah. And you can only hide behind an Instagram handle for so long. His Instagram posts and snaps unwittingly gave investigators a lot of information about their identities and activities. Because remember, someone's always watching. Mm -hmm. You're never anonymous. At one point, Hush Puppy renewed his lease for his apartment at a very exclusive building in Dubai under his real name, Ramon. And real phone number. Uh-oh, this is where we're going down, down. It's going down, down. He was soon arrested by Dubai police and charged with money laundering and conspiracy to commit wire fraud. Because remember, police are often pretty patient and they're going to sit there. They're going to gather what they got to gather. They're going to find what they're going to find. They're going to watch you. And once you slip up, that's when they move in. Yeah, like they're always there waiting. They're just waiting. They're just waiting to get you. Don't you see them parked and like in between the Wendy's and the corner store? They're always there. (laughs) They're always lurking. Waiting. And they're just waiting for the time to strike. The BBC reported, quote, police in the Emirates say they recovered $40 million in cash. 13 luxury cars worth $6.8 million, 21 computers, 47 smartphones, and the addresses of nearly 2 million alleged victims. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing with 47 smartphones is my main question here. Also, if What are you doing, period? Uh, what are but... you doing? <laughs> and also... Just be quiet. If you're do- if you're that sketchy of a person, it's like, what are you doing flaunting all this? Seriously. Like, that's man, asking to get caught. That really was. The two men are from Nigeria, where one economist said that the rise of scam culture in that country needs a value switch. So it doesn't value wealth over everything, which could be said for a lot of countries in reality. Yeah, seriously. Because yeah, a lot of places value wealth over everything, and this is where like, they take it into a dangerous place. It's sad, too, because it it's not everything. Yeah. Number three on our countdown of criminals busted by social media is Detroit's own Michael Zadell and his Facebook challenge fail. Zadell was a wanted man in 2017 when he decided to troll the Redford Township police as they did a Facebook Live to give the community updates. In doing so, he made them a bet then lost that bet and ended up in jail. Ooh, it's tough. I don't know why you would ever make a bet with the police department. Yeah, just don't. The police officer giving the community updates on Facebook Live was in the middle of talking about shutting down a road when a commenter threatened this police station if they did that. Wow. It's like, bold. No, the police are in charge here. <laughs> Very bold. He also threatened to tamper with children's Halloween candy. Uh, evil. Very Terrifying. evil. He used a fake username, Champagne Torino. Like, okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a choice. I'm confused. It's a choice. But his real name, Michael Zadell, and several outstanding warrants were easily figured out. Good. According to the local Fox station, quote, the 21-year-old was wanted for a probation violation stemming from a DUI and leaving the scene of an accident. Plus assault and battery in Redford. Oh, okay. Casual rap sheet you've got very, there, bro. Very casual rap sheet. Maybe don't comment on police things if that's your rap sheet. Yeah, don't do it. On Facebook, police responded asking him to turn himself in, and Zadel issued a challenge back. He said, quote, I'm not worried about it. If your next post gets a thousand shares, I'll turn myself in with a dozen donuts, and that's my promise. Ooh. 
Ooh. <laughs> well. <laughs> you went there. Well, it went viral. Not just nationally, but internationally, as people were curious to see if they could fulfill the challenge. <laughs> of course. Because obviously that's what social media does. That's Bands people together. It's all about. On October 6th, police made their next post, and within an hour, they surpassed the 1,000 shares. They followed that post with a picture of a <laughs> mic being dropped. I love how petty my side of the list is. I love how sassy it is. It makes sense. There's so much shade, so much sass. Now, as promised, Michael Zadell showed up to the Redford Police Department with donuts for the police and a bagel for himself. I am shocked. He was cuffed, booked, and jailed for 39 days. Wow! He held up his end of the bargain. Like, that's kind of nice, but I don't want to, like, give him that because he does have an assault and battery charge. He also threatened to tamper with kids' Halloween candy. Yeah, that too. So, like, no. And also, (laughs) how do you know he didn't tamper with those donuts? I wouldn't eat those. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, good call. That's silly. No. Wow, that last one. The last <laughs> donut. I can't believe it worked. I, w- I want to know if they ate them, though. That's what I'm, I need to know. Yeah, that's actually, that's like bothering me now. I feel like you should. You wouldn't. Like, yeah, I don't think so. You would not. I wouldn't. I definitely would not. Would you out there? <laughs> Raise <laughs> I your love hand. that both of my last ones included like Facebook, like arguments yes. between police and fugitives. <laughs> that's my favorite thing ever. I love it. I'm still, I mean, here I am still in Alabama with James. <laughs> I left Alabama a while ago. I'm still in there. I'm still there with James. I'm on my way somewhere else for number one, which is going to be amazing. I'm so excited to hear number one. Well, let's get there, girl. Two. We're down to the final two spots on our countdown of criminals busted by social media. At number two is Cameroon-born fugitive Maxi Sopo. Maxi came to the U.S. in 2003, only to go from selling roses at Seattle nightclubs to being a fugitive on the run from bank fraud charges in 2009. He likes to leap. He does, but Maxi didn't just make the mistake of posting on social media. He also didn't pay attention to who he was friending on Facebook. Does anyone pay attention to that? (laughs) Everyone gets this. You have to. So here's the scam. Maxie and an accomplice lied about income to obtain loans, which ultimately paid for expensive vacations. They were accused of taking about $200,000. Jeez. Once Maxie heard of the investigation of bank fraud, he knew the jig was up and took off to Cancun. Party. Where everyone goes, apparently. Investigators initially scoured social media looking for any sign of him and didn't see anything. So apparently, like, he's laying low, doing what no one else on this list did. <laughs> but we know it's going somewhere but it's coming. else. It's coming. But as we know, criminals like this, once they taste the high life, they want more of it. Oh, yeah. And they want everyone to know about it. So you know he wasn't going to stay laying low for long. Maxie got on Facebook under his own name. He was like, hey, it's me, Maxie. I gotta tell you something. (laughs) It's Maxie. With your daily delivery. And started giving status updates about how well he was living in Cancun. Stop. Just to make sure everybody knew because people were worried. One Uh, post he wrote in all caps, which is very chaotic. It's very Facebook, (laughs) though. Very, very Facebook. Very chaotic. Like, very your aunt on Facebook. (laughs) He wrote, he wrote, (laughs) 
What did he say? Life is very simple, really. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. But some of us humans make a mess of it. Dot, dot, dot. Like you? Remember, I'm just here to have fun. Party! Lots of ease. <laughs> Gotta go. I'm not sure why he's yelling. I'm not sure why he's so exclamatory about this, but party, guys. Party, party. on. Investigators find his account, but it's private. However, his friends list is not unknown to Maxie. I'm sure it was only one of a lot of things that were unknown to Maxie. <laughs> one of his Facebook friends was connected to the Department of Justice. Wow, how does that even happen? How do the stars align so beautifully? The universe gave a gift. That's how it happened. He had met the former Justice Department employee in the Cancun nightclubs. Full circle, baby. But this employee was unaware Maxie was a wanted man. Oh, wow. Investigators used his friend connected to the Justice Department to gain insight to where Maxie lived and tracked him down to his apartment and arrested him. Iconic. He was sentenced to 33 months in prison. Oh, Maxie. Oh, Maxie party. I hope you get to write more status updates in all caps with many exclamations. Don't make a mess of things. <laughs> One. And that brings us to number one on our countdown of the top 10 criminals busted by social media, El Chino Anthrax. El Chino Anthrax, which translates to the Chinese anthrax, was the nickname for Jose Rodrigo Arechiga Gamboa, the suspected top enforcer of the infamous Sinaloa cartel. Not someone to mess with, basically. No. He was a dangerous man but also just a dude who loved those Instagram likes. Unfortunately for him, like everyone else on this list, posting on social media helped take him down. Oh boy. Now the Sinaloa cartel was formed back in the 80s. It was a triple threat of drug trafficking, money laundering, and an overall organized crime family. The bosses of this cartel were Ismael Zambada and Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. According to the Los Angeles Times, the Sinaloa cartel grew into, quote, Mexico's most powerful organized crime group. Ever heard of them? Ever heard of us? <laughs> you can't sit with us. <laughs> and its influence and strength stretched even beyond the borders of Mexico. Needless to say, again, these are not the people to mess with. So you can imagine what kind of person Arechiga Gamboa, aka El China Antrax, was to become the cartel's boss's right-hand man. Why the name? We're not totally sure. According to local media, Arechiga Gamboa is one of the two leaders of a group of hitmen who call themselves the Anthrax, like the deadly disease. So I guess the name is pretty terrifying. It, I was going to say, it's pretty scary. So. Now the crimes are scarier. Arechiga Gamboa has been directly implicated in a string of murders, usually against the rival cartels, but like obviously it's still murder no matter who you're killing. Yeah, it's not awesome. No not okay. <laughs> now the group is blamed for revenge killings of the three men who were hung off a bridge in 2011. And you have to remember, the cartel itself is dangerous and Arechiga Gamboa is the man who protects these men who aren't already afraid to kill. Wow. This is just absolutely terrifying. Yeah, this is a lot of scary. It's scary, so let's get to the social media downfall yes, of everything. Yes, give me that. 
Being at the top of an organized crime family, you find yourself surrounded by money, luxury, weapons, all of the above. And R.A. Chiga Gamboa loved to let it be known. He sure did. He posted pictures on Twitter, on Instagram, just constantly showing off his extravagant lifestyle filled with sports cars, yachts, guns, and women. It's like, come on. Like, stop posting money. Yeah, it's like, I think I think we've said it before, we'll say it again. Just don't do it. Wasn't that like number 10? We were it's like, gross. please don't do that. We it's learned gross. that in the beginning. It's gross. It's stupid. It's going to get you in trouble. And you know what else is going to get you in trouble? What else? A picture with Paris Hilton, I guess. That will get you in trouble. He apparently photobombed the socialite while she was giving an interview to an Asian TV network. Wow. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sure she was to say. not pleased about that. Yeah, I would imagine. The Daily Mail says he posted on accounts under his own name again, like super genius we're working with. Yes. But the man in the photos that were to assume as Arechiga Gamboa all have the face blurred out, which huh. makes you wonder what was going on there. Yeah. That's like ghost flexing. <laughs> like I'm going to flex and then I'm going to go ghost. I love it. It's hilarious. That's a new trend. Yeah, go go ghost flex. It's the new Facebook challenge. Yeah, don't hurt anyone. Just ghost flex. <laughs> but despite not seeing his face, U.S. investigators say it helped build their case against him, and they gained insight on his gang activities, identities, and locations. Now, if the investigators are right, then the person on Instagram had to at least be associated with him if it wasn't him at all. Yeah, but that we, makes sense. We know it was him ghost flexing. We know. So here's the aftermath. In December of 2013, with the help of all his social media posts, R.A. Chiga Gamboa was arrested at Amsterdam's airport at the request of the U.S. authorities. This was about two months before El Chapo was also caught. Then in 2015, R.A. Chiga Gamboa pleaded guilty in a U.S. court to importing marijuana and cocaine across the U.S.-Mexico border. He also admitted to being a high-ranking member of the Sinaloa's cartel operations. Wow. I'm, like, surprised that he would just freely admit that. That's actually, like, way more stressful that he was so, like, chill and casual about it. I think he was just like, I'm terrifying and you probably don't want to mess with me. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm terrified and I'm over here. Well, you're about to be more terrified because in March of 2020, he was released from prison and put on probation. Oh. It's like five years in prison doesn't seem like a lot for all that he did. No. Though I guess, you know, he wasn't in there for murder. Oh, that's true. But the other thing is that weed dealers have gone away for much yeah, longer. Yeah, that's definitely true. It's it's just so ridiculous. But he wasn't playing the game and he skipped out on probation to Mexico in May of 2020. Uh-oh. A couple weeks later, he was found murdered in Sinaloa, <gasps> most likely at the hands of a rival gang. Whoa. Or you have to wonder- twist. If, like, they found out that he said he was part of the Sinaloa cartel. Maybe. I would think so, right? So, I, all I know is this is bad. All I know is I think he was just too flashy and they were like, we got to do something yeah, about this. Yeah, he created a new trend of ghost flex and they were like, we don't want you having this. Mm, it's true. They're going to claim it as their own. Now, another picture appeared of him on social media and it was a picture of what appeared to be Arechiga Gamboa's body. That's not good. That's actual ghost flexing. <laughs> That's a literal ghost flex. Now, there's a conspiracy, obviously. There's one picture that got on social media that caused suspicion that all those original Instagram and Twitter posts were never Arechiga Gamboa to begin with. Mind blown. Again, ghost. He's what? just messing with us from the afterlife. What is happening? As reported by the Daily Mail, quote, in almost every other picture, he is seen with a prominent ring. And in the most recent photo posted when Arechiga Gamboa is in custody, shows a hand wearing the ring perusing newspaper articles of his arrest. 
Huh. So, like, maybe he has, like, a clone. Uh, there's definitely a body double. Definitely. Working. At work here. And I mean, it would make sense with how, like, yeah, big absolutely this cartel it is. Would. Yeah. Well, and it's like, the other thing is that mob bosses do this all the time. They, they like, it's mess with your move. mind. It's a total power move. Yeah. And like it's like, it's, I'm on top. Yeah. I'm regaining the control even when it seems like I have no control. Exactly. It's, oh, it's great. That's how they become bosses of these organized crime families. Maybe that's what's actually happening here. Now, we should also mention that this is a man who underwent plastic surgery to change his appearance and also attempted to change his fingerprints. That is commitment. That is commitment. And absolutely, I think he has a body double. 100%. Why else would you want to change your fingerprints? Absolutely. No matter the truth, social media played a huge part in the end for one of the world's most dangerous cartel members. That's wild. That one was absolutely bonkers. I can't I can't wrap my brain around what actually happened to ghost him. Ghost flexing is the, that's is the all theme I got. there. I'm like, he ghost flexed it. That's all I know. He ghost flexed it. <laughs> he ghost flexed. He did that's something. That's all I know. I always think these kind of things, like what, who like who we covered in number one, is so much scarier than even some of like the well-known serial killers that we've covered before. Yeah, because I think the biggest thing with him is it's like, is he still out there? Like, yeah. he got arrested or did he, question mark? And there's all this mystery and people willing to like vouch and people willing to hide him. And it's like, and there's just such like a far ranging net of what they will do mm-hmm. kind of thing, like victim wise and stuff. It's like, there's really no limit and it's just, it's so scary whenever there's, I read something like that. There's like a lot of loose ends that need to be tied it up. Is. But it made, that was number one. Oh, easily. For sure. I mean, I was, this whole time, I've been holding out in Alabama with James. Are you gone? Yeah, James, James can go to number two. You're this in. is number one. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm in R.A. Chiga. This is insane. Well, I feel like we definitely agree with the podcast research gods. Yeah, we definitely do. I think they killed it. Because I most of these I didn't even know about. Yeah, honestly, I feel like all of these I didn't know about that I had, at least. I wouldn't be able to add one to this list, so good job. Great job. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Remember to follow Crime Countdown on Spotify to get a brand new episode delivered every week. And you can find all episodes of this show and all other podcast shows for free on Spotify as well. And if you like this show, follow at Parcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. And if you like us, which I hope you do because you made it to number one, which was gnarly, you can listen to Morbid Podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram at Morbid Podcast or on Twitter at A Morbid Podcast. And we hope you keep it weird until next Monday. But don't put it on social media. Ever. Crime Countdown is executive produced by Max Cutler and is a Spotify original from Parcast. It was created by Max Cutler. Sound designed by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Anthony Valsic. Fact checking by Cara Mackerlein. Research by J.K. Heo. It's produced by John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Jonathan Ratliff. With production assistance by Ron Shapiro. We're your hosts, Ash and Elena Urquhart. Hi there, it's Alastair from Parcast. You may have heard of the Somerton Man, Azaria Chamberlain, or the Wonder Beach Murders. But do you know the whole terrifying truth? 
Be sure to check out my new series, Crime Down Under, where we travel to the land down under to explore the most shocking true crime cases in Australian history. Follow the Spotify original from Parcast, Crime Down Under, and catch a new episode every Sunday, free and only on Spotify. Spotify.